0: You're listening to Liberation News, the newspaper of the Party for Socialism and Liberation. Let Cuba Live The Movement Standing Up to Biden's Maximum Pressure Campaign by Manolo de los Santos and Vijay Prashad. On July 22nd, U.S. President Joe Biden and his Vice President Kamala Harris released a fact sheet on US measures against Cuba. The release from the White House said that Cuba was a, quote, top priority for the Biden-Harris administration, end quote. On March 9th, Biden's press secretary Jin Psaki said, quote, a Cuba policy shift is not currently among President Biden's top priorities, end quote. On July 12th, NBC News reporter Kelly O'Donnell asked Saki if Biden had reassessed his priorities regarding Cuba after the protests on the island the previous day. Quote, in terms of where it ranks in a priority order, Saki replied, I'm not in a position to offer that, but I can tell you that we will be closely engaged. End quote. Not a priority. Closely engaged top priority. Matters have moved rapidly from March 9th to July 22nd. What moved the Biden-Harris administration to focus so quickly on Cuba? On the morning of July 11th, some people in Cuba, notably in the town of San Antonio de los Baños, took to the streets to express their dissatisfaction with the social and economic problems created by the U.S. imposed blockade and by the global pandemic. The reaction to these events in Havana and in Washington, D.C. is instructive. Cuba's president, Miguel Díaz-Canal, heard the news of the protests, got into a car, and drove the 40 miles to San Antonio de los Baños, where he met with the people. While in Washington, Biden used the protests to call for the overthrow of the Cuban government. U.S. government-funded non-governmental organizations and Cuban-American groups hastened to take advantage of the frenzy, excited by the possibility of regime change in Cuba. On the evening of July 11th, tens of thousands of Cubans rallied across Cuba to defend their revolutionary process. Since that Sunday evening, Cuba has been calm. Maximum Pressure Eleven days after those events, the Biden administration announced its measures for the island. There are two kinds of pressure engineered by the United States government, tightening the blockade and lies. The Biden administration deepened the U.S. blockade that has been in place since 1960. Elements of this deepening include the continued ban on the freedom of people in the United States to make remittance payments to relatives and friends on the island. In October 2020, the United States forced the closure of 400 Western Union offices in Cuba. By this act, the United States denied Cuba between $2 billion and $3 billion in annual remittance payments. Cuba is not among the top 10 Latin American countries that rely on such income. In December 1950, the U.S. government created the Office of Foreign Assets Control, or OFAC, which manages the sanctions programs. Sanctions are a key element in the U.S. government's maximum pressure campaign against its adversaries. Cuban banks and Cuban businesses, as well as Cuban government officials, populate the OFAC list alongside businesses and officials from about 30 other countries. In the fact sheet, the u s government mentioned the addition of quote one Cuban individual end quote, namely Cuba's Minister of Defense. He is accused of quote facilitating the repression of peaceful pro-democratic protests in Cuba end quote The term repression is used loosely in twenty twenty Police officers in the United States killed 1,021 people, almost three people per day. There is no state violence at this scale anywhere in the world, let alone in Cuba. Who is Alvaro Lopez Miera? Cuba's Minister of Defense is Alvaro Lopez Miera, who took this post in April 2021. In 1957, at the age of 14, López Mera went up to the Sierra Maestra to join the rebels against the dictatorship of Fulgencio Batista. He was motivated by his parents, who had been partisans in the Spanish Civil War and who fled to Santiago de Cuba when the Spanish Republic was defeated by the fascists in 1939. López Mera was allowed to participate in the Second Front, led by Raúl Castro, but only in the education department. He spent the next two years teaching peasants in the Sierra how to read and write. Subsequently, López Mira worked in the Cuban military, volunteering to be part of the anti-colonial Operation Carlota in Angola in 1975, where he returned in 1987 and to be part of the defense of Ethiopia against Somalia in the Ogadin War in 1977-78. He is now sanctioned by the U.S. government. Diplomacy of Lies The fact sheet casually repeats several accusations against Cuba that are simply not true. For one, the U.S. government accuses Cuba of the, quote, intentional blocking of access to the Internet, end quote. Countless reports make this accusation, but their evidence is scant. For instance, the Open Observatory of Network Interference found that as of July 23rd, the Cuban government had blocked 86 websites, many of them U.S. government-funded regime change sites, while the United States had blocked 2,661 sites. In fact, many U.S. Internet corporations, such as Zoom, prevent Cubans from using their technology. Secondly, Biden's administration repeats the fantasy of a 2017 sonic attack on the U.S. diplomatic officials in Havana. After the July 11th events, the U.S. government circulated a one-page, quote, joint statement on Cuba, end quote, among members of the Organization of American States, or OAS, to get them to condemn Cuba. On July 21st, Cuba's foreign minister, Bruno Rodríguez Parrilla, who released the leaked draft on Twitter, strongly criticized the interventionist maneuvers of the United States to intensify the blockade against Cuba. On July 24th, after Biden's fact sheet and joint statement made the rounds, Mexico's president, Andres Manuel López Obrador, said that the Washington-dominated OAS needed to be replaced by an organization that is not, quote, a lackey of anyone, End quote. These comments were made on the birthday of Simón Bolívar, known in Latin America as the Liberator. From the port of Veracruz, Mexico, two ships, Liberator and Papalopan, left laden with food, medicines, and other goods for Cuba. Russia sent 88 metric tons of supplies on two aircraft. Let Cuba Live On July 23rd, a full-page statement appeared on page 5 of the New York Times under the headline, Let Cuba Live. The advertisement, paid for by the People's Forum, was signed by more than 400 prominent people, including Susan Sarandon, Emma Thompson, Noam Chomsky, Mark Ruffalo, Jane Fonda, and Danny Glover. It was an open letter to Biden asking him to end Trump's coercive measures and begin the process of ending the embargo. Most of the 193 member states of the United Nations made public statements to defend Cuba against the Maximum Pressure Campaign. In a statement, the 120 members of the Non-Aligned Movement, or NAM, strongly condemned the international campaign organized with the purpose of destabilizing the Republic of Cuba. The NAM called for an end to the U.S. blockade. The White House has so far responded neither to the open letter nor to the NAM statement. Thanks for listening. You can read more at liberationnews.org. You can follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Spreaker, and other podcast platforms. And follow us on social media at PSL Web.